the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, we're uh, we're back on for another show. How about that? Rufus, you ready? Got everything? I, I am ready. <laughs> I am ready here. I, Paul, are you, uh, Paul McKenzie, are you ready? I'm all set. Everything man. cool? I don't know where Phil is. There's Phil. Phil, I, I came up, and the first thing I hear was Phil barking orders. <laughs> So you see, had a two-way, a ten-four all over the place. We'll put we'll put on your microphone and tell us that. But uh, we we've got uh, Richard has come. Have you ever met Richard? No. Hey, Richard. Richard I has filled Phil is but Richard. I'm a loyal customer. Yeah. He, he brought yeah. he brought something for Rufus to dip his elbow into. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right then. It's. Uh, what is it, Richard? Uh, Zaytar. It's a Mid East um, season. Yeah, I know what that is. And uh, amongst the uh, items that are in there is sumac. And uh, now the the name for sumac has a different history. If you go to Scotland, there was an advocacy firm uh, who liked the name sumac. Uh And their motto was, we'll sumac. We'll sue uh, anybody, even Mac Truck. You've heard that's that before, haven't you, Rufus? Yeah, I'll go with that now. <laughs> uh, uh, and they, they even boasted that they have the thin red line behind them. Wow. <laughs> so does this have vinegar in it? Uh, it have what? Vinegar. Oh, uh, no. no. Well, have, well, just a little oil, shot of balsamic. It's just olive oil, right? Olive oil and, uh, and seasoning and yeah, herbs. Yeah, yeah. They have that at um, at the restaurant, the uh, Middle Eastern restaurant I eat at. Well, yeah. and Carrie, yeah, ne- I'm gonna try some also. here. Huh? Neomond in Raleigh, exactly. yeah, and Cecil. And since it's Christmas, uh, we uh, should have some uh, Mideastern food. And, mm. and well, and we should have it in honor of and in memory of Munir's mom, mm-hmm. who passed away oh, sorry. this past week, and uh, so Cecil is going to be closed on Monday in mm. her for them to. Uh, celebrate her life and um so she was like the matriarch behind the whole this whole um neomond and uh, cecil right so that's uh she was a one great lady and all of those young men especially monir monir's one of my best friends and they are just really great people oh great so we we uh, celebrate her life and we're uh sad for her passing yeah, absolutely. Well, that was good, Richard. I like that. Thanks for your contributions, and uh, yep. we thank your mom. Without her, obviously, we wouldn't be surrounded by all this uh, expertise and beauty <laughs> in the world. Right, right, absolutely. right, for sure. So, Richard, uh, what have you been up to? Well, uh, this is kind of the rest season for us. So, uh, just uh, we're in the planning phase with the garden, and there are. This last year's tomato crop was probably better because we had more sunlight. They've demolished the house next door and oh. changed the whole aspect of the garden. Huh. So wow. Maybe we'll get some new customers. Well, Richard has some beautiful things. You sent me pictures. You're, you're quite a gardener. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, you know, I don't think I heard as many mistakes, um, not uh, complaints, rather, 
about tomatoes this year, about tomato disease, as I did last mm-hmm. year. And I, you know, why? Why do you think? It was drier. It was drier? Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably. Except, except in the spring, I guess. That's what, well, yeah, but through the summer. Through the summer, it, it was, was drier. Dry. And, uh, and that's one reason people shouldn't be having too much trouble with pansies as well, not to change the subject, but no, just no. because it's been drier. And unless you uh, irrigated your beds to death or have a flat bed not mounded up, then you should not be having any trouble with pansies at all. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that that uh, that you had. I don't know that we've had had a, a full report from Rufus about uh, his tomatoes. Have you? How, how were yours overall, Rufus? Well, we we uh, had mixed results about the Rufus tomato. You had a different <laughs> tomato than I had. <laughs> Mine was a pink with pink and green stripes in the middle, but. But Mine great was, taste. Mine was just regular and good taste. So we're going to try again. And, and of course, I'm going to stick. I, I have to. How you? How do you beat a Cherokee purple? I mean, they they flourished, and I grow all mine in pots now, Richard, because I've used every inch of the soil of all that that you can have around there of reserve for camellias. So I'm I'm a pot man. Oh, wait a minute. Figuratively speaking. Now, let's see. How did that come let's out? Let's see. Regular object. Mm. Oh. with the badge walking in. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I, I use pots. We use that term a lot on this show. Uh, yeah. Containers. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should say containers. containers. Well, the, yeah. there's even a, a canned meat product uh, made from the... Uh, Animals that, that they come out potted me. meat. Yeah. They, oh Lord, that stuff's awful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I prefer uh, vine of sausage. Well, viners and potted s- meat. That's what we. I had. think it's similar. That's what we had for lunch yeah. when I worked on the farm at yeah, growing up. Salting crackers. Yeah. Nabs. Well, it comes from animals who ate fermented grain. Oh. All right. They're all relaxed when. Absolutely, I'm sure they are. <laughs> well, Richard, I appreciate you bringing this by. Well, it, we appreciate it, it's all. It's very good to eat. All y'all do all year, and then, uh, well, and if you look at the nature of Mideast food, uh, it uh, it's mostly hand food. And if you look at the painting, the Last Supper, you don't see any utensils. Oh no, U- utensils were uh, an invention of the uh, Italians or the, the Romans when they went to England. It, it took a while to uh, uh, be accepted because they thought using utensils was so effete. Yeah, aristocrats. Yeah. Oh like my. Rufus. Oh, my. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. uh, my mama said, you need to turn into an effete. You've got to quit eating your hands. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the podiatrist, you can become effete. Effete, yeah. <laughs> That's a good. That's that's the weekend gardener word of the morning. Yeah, it's a, a feat. Beware the tow truck if you go there. A feat fetish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we better move on. Oh, right. Well, y'all have a great Christmas season. Thanks for coming. No, by. not because of you, because of uh, Rufus's last. <laughs> We appreciate you coming and appreciate you bringing. What a uh, timely manner for you to bring the uh, Mediterranean food. Um, like I said, we'll just kind of have this in honor of of uh, Manier's mom. Yeah. yeah, I think her name was Cecilia. 
Yes. Richard, we're not running you away. You can stick no, you around can stay. if you want to. Oh, okay. Briefly. Yeah. It, yeah, there's Don't some get it on your there. shirt, Rufus. There's some chairs in there. Got to go to the Carolina to game one. today. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, it is. I love that. It's very good. Thank you, Richard. You get to have something nourishing this morning. So, uh, yeah, Middle Eastern food. Well, is. Dr. Parsons says if you eat Middle Eastern food, you won't have any problems. Yeah, Medi Mediterranean, Mediterranean, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, lots of olive food. oil. Yep, and all the veggies and. Oh wow! And there, there are many different varieties of olives too, in, in the olive oil flavors, depending upon what you're preparing. Right. Yeah, I, when we were in Israel, we had very little meat. Yeah. Very little meat. So a lot of hummus. Mm-hmm. So well, they you make, can make that uh, taste like anything you want, just about. Yeah, they can take cabbage and do anything with it. So yep. over there, and and um, Sasol as well. I mean, they have cabbage salad. Mm -hmm. They have cabbage delight, which is a warm dish, and it's just it's really good. I actually. Got I didn't know you were night. that into Middle Eastern food. Oh, That's I love. Good. It. I, yeah, could, I, do I would eat at Sasol every day if yeah. I could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and. And not eat any meat. Once in a while, I'll get a grilled uh, chicken pita. Mm -hmm. I mean, a grilled chicken uh, kebab. But yeah. other than that, um, I love their beets. They have great cabbage dishes. Do you like beets? Melissa uh, likes beets. Oh, uh, they have beets with red onions in them. And they're not oh, hot. Yeah. They're cold. I mean, they're like a cold item. And then um, the uh, tabbouleh. I mean, I love all of it. Rufus, you like beets? It's good. You like beets and... Uh, Can't beat it. Beats and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> no, 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 uh, you're right on. You're, you're ready for the Carolina game, Rufus. He's I can ready. Tell. He's always ready. That's what they say about Rufus. I've heard it up. Just don't break. That, uh, is that cigar out? No, it, it's not. It's not uh, in operation. <laughs> Field is, keep it going Field for is I don't know. I think we better put it in another corner. Well, well I'm, I'm going to find the place to hide it out in the, in the restroom. It's okay right here. <laughs> I, I don't, in the outhouse? I don't, just, I don't smoke on her premises. Just put it behind unless, your ear. Unless we go way down to the backyard. That's right. <laughs> and we go do that occasionally. Go now, down back and now have Phil, a smoke. Phil doesn't smoke. smoke, but she'll take a puff. <laughs> puff a cigar? Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're telling tales here. Uh -huh. that, well, I've only we had should. one. Well, you know, she's a sport on about anything. Well, see, yeah. when we were, when Carlton and I were younger, we were dating we would. Uh, and you both smoke cigars? No, we would get a half a tampa jewel or a, or something like that. <laughs> oh, hey, listen. Li so you like the tips? The reason that. we did it was because you can light firecrackers from it. You don't have to strike a match. Oh every boy, y'all were well, rough. Y'all also threw bricks at signs. Well, and then we would no, and then we'd go over here on Lily Atkins Road, which is paved, and mm -hmm. lots of people live there now. Yeah. And. Find the people. That was the favorite parking place for a lot of the carry people. Oh, okay. And so they would be parking out there, and we would throw firecrackers. Yeah, you mean firecrackers? You mean by a parking That's what you did on a date? One night we found Carlton's granddaddy. <laughs> yeah, granddaddy over that. there, <laughs> and we threw firecrackers at him. But anyway, it was, was that he, was, was he way he back. Parking there? That was and did back that, in, did back that in the 60s. Uh, evolve into hand grenades? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. These are just those little old tiny yeah. firecrackers. Okay. Well, when I was growing up in Boone, we referred to parking as a sort of a place there where you'd go and uh, maybe hug up your girlfriend or boyfriend. Well, yeah. Not yeah. throw firecrackers. Oh. And that's why I wondered, uh, with Carlton's grandfather out there, what was he doing there? He was parking. 
Well, I'll tell you, I, I think I've heard it all now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just kind of fun to talk about old times sometimes. Oh, yes. you had some wild times, Phil. Good yeah, gracious. We okay. need to delve into that more. We need a weekend gardener psychologist <laughs> no, on, no, on no. staff to <laughs> delve into weird. these things and find out why Grandpa Maybe, maybe we could ask Joe the Bouncer. He's a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, he's been that's, up here twice. That's close. Uh, philosopher, psychologist, that, that's close. Well, well somebody uh, asked me. I, I, I did a recording yesterday. At UNC TV, and I want to alert the audience that speaking or singing. Uh, well, it, it was it was on Watergate. Oh, so Gene Boyce, uh, Wally Attorney, who was in Washington with me, Lacey Presnell, mm-hmm. and Mike Carpenter, and they had us on with our friend uh, Kelly McCullough. Oh wow, Kelly! And, and Kelly said to tell you hello. He's yeah. a, he's a he's a listener. I know he is. What a fine person he is. Uh, he, he's good a, good host over there. Yes, whatever he's needed. So it, it's it's going to be a Watergate respective person, no respective, that goes back fifty years and what was going on, and these uh, North Carolina boys that did pretty good. Yeah, I think they, they're all did fine very people. Well. <laughs> and so I want to alert people. It's, it would be on uh, called state state lines. And that will be sometime in January, so watch out for that. I will. Oh, that'd be great. And and that'll that will be uh, in probably put in the Southern Collection. Everything they do, yeah, at UNC uh, Radio uh, Television goes to the Southern Collection. Yeah, they digitalize everything. They did those with yeah. uh, with Mr. Bill. Friday's yes. North Carolina people because um, there uh, some of those are on are on uh, YouTube. Well, Mike, I, I got to just note that I am in the most beautiful place that I have been in oh, a long time. Are we going to talk about gardening now? <laughs> well, we already <laughs> talked about are, tomatoes. We're, and I know. We're, Campbell, we're, we're in the poinsettia house of is, Campbell Road Nursery. See, and, I'm used to this. And this is fabulous. Isn't I mean, it? there are cyclamens, there are Christmas cacti, there are every single kind of poinsettia that you could imagine and many that you could not I if know. you weren't here to see them. Do you have, have you, have you scoped it out enough to find your favorite color? I, I, there, there's no way I could pick. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. It, it, and wow. <laughs> we've, even, we've even got a place for Santa Claus. He's coming uh, around 12 o'clock. Or, uh, no, he's coming before then because he's a listener. And um, all, the way up the way, the, the, all the way up in the North Pole. The Santa Claus list is like we got to put that in our promo, yeah, Jeff. He does, and <laughs> I can know that. You know, he's—I guess he's got his little laptop up there, and he just checks in. I with guess so. Him. Well, I'm sure he's. And uh, he's going to come over actually before the show's over, but he'll be here to see kids until three o'clock today. What time do you open today? Uh, we're open now. Open yeah. now. Great. Yeah, we open it. Uh, we open whenever it you eight. start hearing Phil calling out. <laughs> You hear her voice. I'm just trying to find open. somebody to help me. I know. There's no connection, Paul, anywhere of any establishment I know that ever puts on a show like this with I know. these wonderful, wonderful plants. And uh, I'd say, come on. Uh, you, you, I won't say come get the best ones because they're all beautiful. <laughs> so anytime you come, but come before they all get gone. Well, there's red, and, there's white, there's pink, there's variegated. Uh, salmon, I see a salmon over there. Yeah, yeah. My, and if you're not close enough, and you're and if you're listening this morning, and you're not close enough to come here, be sure to go to Jim and Judy and Jay's uh, open house. They do the trials 
for Western North Carolina, and mm. they're in King, North Carolina. That's near, uh, that's south of Mount Airy. Right. They're right off of 52 on mm. Dalton Road, and um, they would love, I know a lot of people from here go up there. but um, So they having that today? Uh, they're having it this mm. weekend. Oh, and wow. And they'll do the voting and um, pick. Uh, there may be some in here, I'm sure there are, that just have numbers on them. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. how how big is, how many do they have in their greenhouse? Uh, you don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. They have um, they have uh, gutter connect greenhouses, and they have three or four gutter connect greenhouses. These are huge. They're they're gutter <laughs> connect. Explain right. that. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a gutter connect here, but this is just a small gutter connect. Yeah. Um, it's just a really big greenhouse. Okay. They're huge. They're really tall. They're down in a bottom, so the car lights and things can't hit them during the night. Hmm. Can't hit the poinsettias because it only takes one. They'll wake them up. Right. And you can't, they won't They won't do what they're supposed to do. So well, that's uh, why they say if you want to try to save one, put it in a, after you've used it, put it in a closet, right? Yeah. Yeah, or just a. A bedroom or place that you don't turn the light on at night. Well, they tell me that's the same thing about mums too. That the excessive uh, nighttime light. A lot of people harm them. Well, a lot of people grow their mums with um, uh, shade to force them to bloom earlier and to cool them off. Yeah. So if you see mums like at some of the box stores and places really early then they've been grown with a, a shade over the house. And, Phil, the other thing you've got here at Campbell Road Nursery is you have crisp, a nice selection of beautiful Christmas trees. And I haven't asked you, but I, I'm, I'm, I know 100% those are North Carolina-grown Christmas trees. They are. They came from Warrensville, North Carolina, they're right Frasier, up on the line. They're Fraser firs. Yep. And the one thing that you do right that so many of the big retailers don't is you keep them in water. Right. Uh, which keeps them fresh. Most of the Christmas trees – are grown in North Carolina. They're shipped down. They're cut before Thanksgiving. And the people who do it right keep them in water um, on the retail lot. And yeah. that keeps them fresher so it lasts longer in the And house. these are really, you've had some really pretty Christmas trees this year, really we got, well-shaped ones. We got some from this young man last year. And this year he has supplied us with all of our trees. We got 400 and about 460 trees. I mean, I'm sorry, 640 trees, 640 trees. Um, we have plenty right now, but. Just because you just got some in. We got some in uh, Tuesday, yes, and they were cut on Monday. Oh, nice. It is guaranteed. They bring them down from the mountain on a trailer, load them straight onto our trailer. Yeah, and nice. before Phil sends one off. The guys here will cut off the end again yep. for more water absorption. Yeah. So shake they it, do it shake right. Shake it down. Oh, that shaker. Wouldn't you love to get in that <laughs> So let me tell you one thing that's happened this year. Um, to the first two batches of trees we got in, it hasn't happened so much with the last, but the first two batches of trees we got in, it rained a couple of days before they cut the first, the first batch, and then it rained again on, on the second batch. Well, what happened was, the tree was extremely dry, and it took up lots of water instantly, okay? And so then what happened was when they cut the tree, it split. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that. We do put a clamp mm-hmm. on just to make sure it doesn't go all the way up the tree. 
but usually it just it doesn't go anymore it just splits maybe six inches to a foot up the tree mm -hmm. and it was because it was so full of water mm. so my guys Good. came back after the first load and they were like these trees were really heavy and i'm like good because that means that they've got plenty of water in them right. and that they're going to maintain their freshness all the way through christmas and into the first of january because that's i mean that's what we want mm -hmm. so um yeah we got a we got some really nice trees when i priced the first batch of trees that came in i was like you know i only saw two or three trees out there mm -hmm. that i probably would have gone eh, i don't think i want that one and that was it out of 100 trees how about that? Yeah. We only got about a minute, uh, a little less, uh, a little less than a minute and a half. Cyclamen's over here, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Sweet Melissa has uh, has wonderful luck with the Christmas cactus. She she has uh, very little luck. Or we have very little luck with uh, the cyclamens. What's the problem? Well, for the first thing, you can't keep them wet. They don't like wet at all. Yeah. They just don't like to be watered. They like to just fall all the way down and then water them and let them come back up. Uh, we don't let them do that quite as much here, but probably should. Um, you can keep the little dish under them so you'll know how much water you've got in it. Uh, Is that the way you should feed them? I mean, not uh, put water in I the I would in the because then you can know how bottom. much they've taken up. Okay. And, and then the other thing is uh, I would give pl plenty of light. They need light. They need to be. Well, I had one that Phil gave us about 15 years ago on the, the window of the kitchen sink. So right. I, I'm saying, added, put it on the window above the kitchen sink. All right. <laughs> well, we got a fairly long. I don't know, we'll have to talk more about this and talk to Ben coming up after the news. We're at Cabell Road Nursery in Raleigh with a WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back. <coughs> Phil's gone. Rufus is gone. Uh, Paul, uh, you doing all right, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, you don't expect to leave anytime soon, do you? No, sir. Okay. Then I'll have to start talking gardening to Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff uh, can can talk about uh, his his mother's garden. Yes. Your mother knows how to, and yes. your dad, too, probably. And, and, and our new terrier, Katie, who now is protecting the garden. Is that a, what kind of terrier is it? A Jack Russell. Of course it is. Yes. Does it limp? No. Actually, this one doesn't. Here's a picture of her. Every every Jack Russell terrier I've ever seen limped. Yes. I figured it was, in that cute? That's a cute dog. Yes. And they, I, I used to do remotes at the Lions Club horse show out of the fairgrounds. Oh. And there were, they had, the horses had companions, and they were all Jack Russell Terriers, and they were all limped, I, I assume, because they, yeah, they, they I, had a hoof step on them <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I was always curious why that was, but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that seemed to be the case. Must be inbred. Right, I don't right know. Into the, the limp. Yeah. But at any rate, it, they, they don't need anything else uh, personality-wise. No, <laughs> they, they, they are full of life. <laughs> Well, they're they're good to have. And, and sure. Hey, look at it this way: you won't have any mice or mice or rats around. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the truth. Because they'll find the terriers will find them. They can find something to chase. They'll chase yeah. hummingbirds. They'll chase squirrels. Yeah. They'll bark at deer. Very we'll active. Chase them. Yes. Very active. Yeah. So, do you do, you, do your parents have to walk them, or no. they just have free run? I, if they if you take her for a ride, just a ride in a truck, then they'll I think they're happy. Yeah. By the way, we're having some uh, technical 
problems with our phone system and that it's being worked on right now. If you're wondering why we're not uh, taking taking calls, it's not because we're we're being snooty. We're just we're just uh, having some problems with those. There's things things happen in broadcasting. Yeah. So from time well, to time. Well, Mike, earlier you were asking about your. Um you're having having difficulties with cyclamen. Cyclamen, yeah. Which, which the cyclamens here at Campbell Road Nursery, the greenhouse we're in, they are just phenomenally Aren't gorgeous. Aren't they beautiful? I know. And, and honestly, if I brought one home and it lasted two weeks, it would be worth um, worth doing that. But, of course, if you take care of it properly, it will last a lot longer. I think the key with the, with, with so many houseplants is getting the, the, the water right which is going to vary from houseplant to houseplant uh, species, and getting the light right. And, uh, you know, in a home, you have so many different light conditions depending on which window it's in front of, uh, what your, you know, interior lighting is like, your kind of habits for turning on and off lights. And so I think a lot of times uh, if folks are having, you know, if, if they've got a houseplant that's not performing, just moving it to a different location and being a little bit more um, in tune with water needs is is the key. Now that's very generic; it's not specific to, to your you know. Well, I mean, you experiment cycles, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. We're we're gonna we're gonna try to try it again uh, until we get it right. That's kind of the way I am with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, well, Tony Avent says uh, what was something about you know he he doesn't. Uh, he'll try to he'll try he'll he he's willing to kill a plant three times before before he'll give up on it. Yeah, so. and I don't I don't think uh, I'm <laughs> going to give up on it after even after that. It's just uh, not not my makeup. Now, Mark so. Weddington won't give him but twice. Oh, okay. He won't give him three times. Okay. Well, Mark Mark believes in digging stuff up, established plants, and planting new things too, which mm. is a great idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get tired of. Tired of the same thing. Well, and, and landscapes don't last forever. I mean, lands, you know, it's not like you, you install a, a landscape and then you're done. You know, it's, yeah. they need to be refreshed every so often. Right. Yeah. Well, well nature does that. Yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. Why don't, why don't we? I just, yeah. But I hate digging up perfectly. I haven't found a plant that I don't like much enough to if it's healthy to dig it up well you like digging up and giving away yes yeah i, I dug up some uh, azalea sprouts that we'll have ready for farmer's market in the spring uh a couple maples and of course the old standby rose of sharon uh somebody told me that theirs is getting a little bit scraggy i said well it's 15 years old they're they don't live they're not yeah, a, they're not a plant lived uh, they're not one. It's sort of like a mimosa. Uh, they uh, they grow tired after a while. But I love a mimosa. And my my mother-in-law used to call them weeds. Well, <laughs> I, I, I hate to I hate to tell you, Rufus, but I would agree with your mother-in-law. <laughs> oh no, <clears throat> that. Yeah, I like well, them. Well, they have a beautiful flower. And, you know, people think of them as kind of a traditional southern plant. They're actually non-native, and they are somewhat invasive and, you know, sprout up where they're not wanted. Yeah, they do. Yeah, well, I, I, do I don't recommend them for a well-manicured lawn because they are going to 
act up occasionally. They, yeah. They'll fall over. They'll get old. And they'll get into, you know, the forest and, you know, the natural yeah. areas and, and places like that where they're. Well, I'll tell you what's gotten into the forest is ground cell. All those uh, white flowers, the big stalks uh, that look like trees, some of them, shrubs and trees, all over the place. I first noticed them near Wilmington, near near Topsail, and they're all over the place. I saw them in Chatham County yesterday. They're just all over the place now. Yeah. Well, I I think as gardeners, we do have an obligation, in my opinion, to be informed about uh, invasive species. And it's one thing to have something in your garden that, you know, kind of spreads and is a little bit of a nuisance. It's another thing to have something in your garden that uh, spreads beyond your garden, you know, either by, you know, windblown seed or getting carried down the stream by water or birds moving around the berries. Um, You know, some of the um, Iliagnus and Ligustrum, some of the species of that and... um, uh, you know, th- those are real detrimental plants. So I-, I think gardeners should try to become informed about w- what are the invasive species and try to identify them in their garden and, uh, you know, root them out where they can. Don't, don't leave out wisteria. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I've been told that <clears throat> this one variety, American, will not spread. I don't believe it. Oh, the American wisteria? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to risk it. I, I, the, yeah. I have a neighbor who has, has one that's cut like a, a shrub or tree tree shrub and uh, it's very it's very interesting looking and i don't know if it's spread or not i don't know if she said to, i haven't discussed that well in my in 18 years uh wisteria has destroyed a two acre you you've seen it coming in mike has totally destroyed a, a beautiful pine forest and uh i i, I call it hysteria yeah yeah, it uh, it can be very pretty, but uh, for a short while. But other than that, it it pulls down trees because of the weight. Uh, supposedly, is that is that it, or is it? Yeah, and just kind of smothering out the canopy. And and I think the issue with wisteria is that it just produces so many seeds. With with the with the Chinese wisteria, it, it produces so many seeds that spread. And uh-huh. you know, again, it's it's an introduced plant. I mean, there. There's not a problem with bringing in plants from other countries. I mean, crepe myrtles, azaleas, camellias, all those are non-natives, and they do well. Um, but when we bring in things that, um, you know, spread so prolifically outside of our garden gate, so to speak, uh, that's where we get into problems. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we uh, there, there are a lot of invasive plants. Rufus, you talked about them quite a lot. You have... Several. Well, How did they end up in your yard? Well, one of them was my friend <laughs> Tony Avent. <laughs> and Tony said, I said, well, Tony, uh, you've got some invasive plants. He said, well, I've got help to keep them calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and, uh, uh, you know, they're fascinating. They're, so many of them are, are fascinating. I, I have one whole right side of the, the yard that are gifts from people. And it's just a, it's a menagerie. Paul, which you'll see this spring, and uh, I, I forbid anybody that's got a, a degree in landscaping to look at it because I've got tall things in front of short things, and, <laughs> and my theory is that if you like it, <coughs> look around the tall and see the beautiful thing in, behind it. 
So it's it's a my remembrance of friends past. That's yeah. very nice. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean it, it is. I yeah. I have uh, plants that were planted as a memorial mm-hmm. in my yard for friends, relatives. So uh, yeah, that's a that's a great thing. So another mm-hmm. another good idea when it comes to to plants. But um, then there we you know we didn't talk about the care of poinsettias. That's always a contentious issue. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think you know getting the water level right. You know, a lot of times uh, it looks like um, I don't know if um, Phil here at Campbell Road Nursery if she puts them into a little foil um, wrap around the pot. Um, those those certainly look lovely. Uh, but you do need to be careful that um, that foil wrap doesn't fill up with water. Right, has a um, hole in the bottom yeah. of it. Yeah, or just that you're monitoring, or take it, take the pot out of the foil to water it, and then let it drain, and then put it back in. Um, I always just take a, a fork or a knife and scratch out off the bottom of the tin yeah, foil, right, to make sure it drains. Yeah, but that's a sure way to kill one, right. and put them in a drafty place too. That's not good for them. Well, that yeah. that uh, there's another plant that doesn't like a lot of water. Right, okay. right, yeah. And uh, just getting the light right. And, uh, you know, as far as folks wanting to carry them over and enjoy them next season, gosh, just go buy a new one from from, from Campbell Road, right. another local I nursery. Mean, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you talking about? There? We were talking about poinsettias. Yeah. Okay, well, guess what? And, and, and similar similar care Catherine's got a poinsettia right now. That's Reverend Catherine. Reverend Catherine is sitting on her carport. Well, she may have taken it in the other night. It was sitting on her carport, and it is turning red. It's from last year. From last year, wow. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sitting on her carport. And the reason it is is because at night it doesn't get interrupted. and. Mm It's doing. It's not overly cold in there. Right. Well, I tried that one time, and I thought, well, that's a lot of trouble. Just go go see Phil. But also in the garage is uh, cigar smoke. (laughs) Well, I've got some things that are addicted already. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think my camellias are addicted. They grow better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, you got a lot of them. Well, close close to 75. Yeah. So, how many you have mostly sasanquas? Uh, probably two thirds sasanqua, and I, I need to need to get into more japonica. So springtime, uh, I, I just love the fall of the year when they they go crazy, and this has oh. been a great year for yeah. camellias. You, know, you were talking about poinsettias, and now you're talking about camellias. I couldn't help but early, early, early this morning for some reason, and I guess because. We all miss her, but for some reason this morning, I happened to think about Ann. She came to me, and it was like in my mind, and I'm like, you know, Ann loved coming here and getting a poinsettia for her aunt. She what did. was her aunt's name? Do you remember? She always got no, I don't. a poinsettia for aunt somebody. Huh. And I can't remember who she was. I but, don't remember that. Uh, but I remember Ann would always do that and yeah. tell me how dear that aunt was to her. Yeah. And so. Well, I, she had she talked a lot about her uh, her relatives in, in uh, South Georgia. Right. So I thought about her yeah. this morning, and I hope she's doing as well as she can. Yeah, I need to check on them. To, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the folks at Public TV yesterday 
our friend Kelly and ask about Ann. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, That's a lot it. of people do. I'm sure she's doing just fine. Yep. And by the way, now, An- Andrea, you said you'd be listening this morning. Uh, you you are with UNC Public TV, so I hope you're listening. It's easy to do. That's right. 680 uh, WPTF. Yeah, or on, on your computer. 98.5 FM. If uh, you can listen live at WPTF.com, you can also listen to podcasts where you get podcasts of so, uh, the Weekend Gardener. So, so Catherine heard us talking about her poinsettia. And Catherine's listening. She's got it. She did bring it in. And it's uh, sitting, you can see right there, it's starting to turn red right on that one bracket. Oh, uh-huh. So that stayed outside all summer long. Until you mean just, it didn't go in the closet like I tried? No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe you smothered it or something. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it came out of the closet and yeah. didn't do well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, the, try the garage again. Right, now, there's Carlton, the doorman. I, I heard his truck a few minutes ago. I'm sure that was his truck rumbling around. I what? thought it was a jet engine. I thought it was a jet flying over the, <laughs> over the greenhouse. But. Now he was bringing biscuits. Uh, okay. Well, Mike, I haven't had a chance to walk around the nursery yet, but I'm assuming um, Phil still has some pansies for pansies? sale. Pansies. She's got yeah. pansies growing out in greenhouses. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to show you those, too. And it's not too late to plant them. No. And as Phil was saying earlier, the the most important key to success with pansies is good drainage. Um, so you you got to have a well-drained bed with good deep soil and lots of organic matter. And, and that's the key because the roots will just, they'll just rot away if, if, if you're not getting good, good drainage with those pansies. And then right. uh, full sun. Um, and, uh, you know, at some point, probably late winter, it wouldn't hurt to put a little fertilizer on them. Yeah. But, uh, if you if you look at the professionals and uh, some of the areas around Raleigh, for instance, that are they're planted in some of the nice office complexes, they they are mounded. Mm-hmm. Those beds are yeah, mounded. So they're beds. sitting up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that helps a lot with That's drainage. That's the key. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and. You don't you don't just uh, pinch off the top of a pansy when it's spent. You you pinch off the bottom of the stem mm. too. So that's that's a little different. But mm-hmm. they uh, under the crazy weather we have, they they don't always work. We certainly are planting them later than we used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, dianthus is another good plant to mm. put in this time of year and snaps. Snapdragons do that. They talk and, to you. By the way, I saw a tall, lanky fellow come in here. I wasn't even going to say anything about I Chip. Think, I think his name is Chip. Chip Winston, yep. I wasn't going to say anything. Chip, do you, is anything you'd like to tell the people? You think he's got something useful to say? I don't know. Well, uh, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> well, I've lost so much weight, I think I've lost some intelligence along with it. Well, I, I have uh, definitely lost intelligence over the years. <laughs> so, I did notice one thing I think is interesting. I brought some, bought some mums from Phil three or four years ago, and they're still on my patio. They're still blooming. The ones I bought this year are dead or gone. The blooms are gone. Is that because they have acclimated themselves over the last three or four years through cold and, and warm and et cetera? Um, did, are the moms that you got this year, did you plant them in the ground? No, they're in pots. They're in pots. The others are in pots too. Really? Yeah. I was go- well, they probably – have acclimated the root system and that sort of thing 
and the ones that it was so hot for anything that was like a fresh plant in a pot that the roots probably got extremely hot. It's on our patio, but just that does not get direct sunlight most of the well, time. Well, but it's so hot those um, the like the black pots and things get really uh, get really hot when it's during the day. Should I try planting one in the ground? I'd put it in the ground. Sometimes they just turn. I mean, they they just turn dark and. You go in and put it in the ground and don't cut it back. Just put it in the ground, leave it alone, see if it comes back next year. Okay. And it probably will. The root part's probably not dead. Right. No, I think it'll come back too. Right. Usually in a couple of months, it'll start greening back up. Yeah. yeah. Also, something else I noticed too, I've got a ficus tree in our, in our den that's been there for 20 years at least. And it was starting to look kind of raggedy this past spring. So we said, we're going, to, we're going to take it outside. So it spent the summer outside on the patio. Mm-hmm. We pruned it back a little bit. It came out tremendous. Mm. It's like a new life. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. took it back inside when it got cold. We even got a new, big new pot, kind of pottery so we have a bigger pot for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it looks terrific now. So I, I think a lot of those things can be, can be uh, I can say, acclimated in, in the summer even, as long as they're not in direct sunlight. Well, there's no substitute, you know. I, I mean, all of our house plants. There's somewhere in the world where they grow outside, right? That's right. You know, a lot of the it's a lot of our house plants are tropical plants, like the ficus, that come from tropical environments, and you know, basically get them outside in the summer, uh, where there's natural rainfall, natural sunlight. You know, they're going to thrive. So yeah, that's a very good strategy. And and again, you know, another key thing i think is if you have a plant that's been a long a house plant that's been in your house a long time and you haven't repotted it in a few years that's a great thing to do because you know the, the the potting mix just gets depleted um so yeah also mi- we also mix some fresh topsoil in mm-hmm. yeah yeah well now i have a real problem with one plant it's linda's uh <clears throat> grapefruit tree that has a, it takes two strong men from Phil's shop to mm. move it in and out. And I don't know exactly how you'd repop that thing without a, having a backhoe. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. And you bring it inside. It looks real peaky to take it back out like Chip says. Uh, give it a little fertilizer. Off it goes again. Mm-hmm. And I, am, <clears throat> I have been told that if I let that die, I'm in trouble. What do you do in a situation like that, Phil? Well, I was going to say one thing to what Chip said, and then we'll talk about that. But Chip also said that he pruned. Mm -hmm. Now, it always, 99.5% of the time, helps a plant to prune it at some point in time. And next summer I'll prune it even more. Because it gives it new life. We're right. We we, we didn't want to overdo it this year. The energy that it needs is not going (coughs) to limbs that are just kind of flopping around on the tree. So you've got... Now you've got some really good, you can shape it like you want it, um, but it gives it gives a plant new life to prune it. Um, and when something gets natural rain to it, it oh just yeah, makes a huge difference. you can't beat that. You can't beat it. Um, for Rufus, with the grapefruit, um, I, what kind of, what size pot is it in now? Do you know? About oh. 15 gallon? How much? 15. Oh, good Lord, no, it's closer to... To 50. Oh, a 50-gallon pot? <laughs> yeah. Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> With a, a four-inch circumference root uh, trunk. Uh-huh. I think I think it's alive. How are the grapefruits? They don't do. 
I think it's got to be pollinated, right? Probably, but why? Um, I don't understand. So, why does it bloom or anything? No. Why do you have it? Because Linda planted as a seed uh, 50 50 years ago. Well, then you need to fix that problem so it will get pollinated. What you might want to do is tell Linda, hey, Linda, why don't you try to grow a new one from a seed? Oh, that's that's (laughs) deadly. That's that's deadly. And then you could start over with a new one, and it wouldn't be so big. Well, I'd be required to live 50 more years, which I'll I'll take. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't. I mean, it, it's living. Let's put it that way. I'd love to change the pot. I'd love to put new soil in it. I just don't know how you do that. It would take a, right. a pickaxe yeah. and mattocks right. and all sorts of things. And, and with that, we got to go take a break and contemplate grapefruits uh, for about 10 minutes. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. 